0: You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher talked through Cher's journey of healing through using watercolors and creating her recent online course called Art and Healing. Listen in as Candice interviews Cher about how painting with watercolors has become a bottom-up approach to her own healing and now can be a resource for you as well.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Candice and Cher with Processing Trauma Out Loud. We are so excited to be back with you today and Cher. I'm super excited about what we're going to do today. But before we get into what we're going to talk about, I have something I need to fully disclose. Last episode, I mentioned that our next episode would be two different things. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even realize I had done that until you (laughs) mentioned, okay, which one are we going to do? So sometimes I get excited about doing our next episode and I have a time orientation towards the future. So I'm thinking about what's next. But what we landed on today is I had mentioned that we were going to do an episode about a course you just released called Art and Healing and putting that into the context of self-awareness. And if self-awareness is a key to our healing, and we believe that it is, I'm curious, how does doing art become a way that we can heal from complex childhood trauma?
2: Yeah, great question, Candice, and thanks for asking. I think, you know, one of the things that I really have learned, and we've talked about this before was the whole concept of how much healing happens from the bottom up meaning mm-hmm. from our brain stem into our limbic brain rather than from our prefrontal cortex in and we're big believers of both approaches obviously we we talk a lot and we do story work and we have done therapy and we do coaching and so we believe in top-down approaches too, but bottom-up approaches have been proven now to be very, very effective. And so I think one of the most important ways for me that has made a big difference is being self-aware of the sensations in my body. And we've talked about this a lot often on on the podcast, but how hard it was for me to become aware of what I was feeling in my body. Mm -hmm. And I began to notice that as I did art, I would really notice the anxiety in my body or the tension in my body, the worry in my body, a lot of stress about, am I, am I doing this right? Or can I really do this? And as I, just through painting, swirling paint or putting images on the canvas, it really helped me become self-aware of what was going in my bo- on in my body. That's one way. M- many other ways too, but that's one way. I remember before you
1: even thought about doing this course, you you were already painting. In fact, you would be bringing these portraits to our story group, pearls group. We were just all amazed, so amazed that. I know, at least for me, is this thought of like, oh, I didn't know Cher was a painter. I thought you had been painting for years.
2: So I don't
1: know. Tell me a little bit about your history with painting.
2: Yeah. And my history with art in general. I don't have any memories of when my creativity became became blocked or when I began to believe that I am not artistic but it was somewhere very very young in life and I I am the person who always said I can't even draw a stick figure correctly and and I and I but I wanted to I would often try to draw something and it just would not look the way that it should look and so I have no art history I didn't take any art classes I I just always believed that that's something that I can't do, and so when I began to notice this desire to paint, that's what came really first for me was a desire to paint. I remember the first time I I got my paints out. I I actually had some paints and canvases in my basement because I had tried it. My therapist had actually encouraged me a couple of years prior, and so I had gotten some supplies and I had tried and I had painted one very terrible <laughs> canvas with a lot of stuff going on in it. And I determined again, yep, I'm not an artist. I can't do this. Packed it all away. And so as I began to really heal, particularly through the, the help of St- Story Group and our community, I began to notice I had a desire to paint and I was really surprised and scared. And so finally, I went down to my basement, got out my my bin that had my, my art supplies. <laughs> and I just started. And I also was surprised that all of a sudden some things were emerging that um, I was surprised as you, you all were. When I showed showed my paintings and saw responses. I, I was just as amazed as as everybody else. Yeah. I heard
1: a man say this yesterday and I was just fascinated. And so this was about writing and I, I am stepping out and doing some more writing, but he said, I want to encourage you not to think your way through writing, feel your way through writing and then think your way through editing, mm. and I'm like, "What the heck?" Like, uh, I thought of you because you, this bottom up approach through your art and healing course is—I felt like it connected to that. You're you're helping people feel their way through painting, which when you had access to more of what was going on in your body and feeling those sensations, this is where the art came out of. Is is that, am I right in thinking that way?
2: I think it was both. I, I think the art helped me get in touch with the sensations. I think then the sensations helped me get more in touch with the art. And there is such a truth to, I think, the fact that we can't completely think our way through art. It's, there's this point where, Particularly, I will say in watercolors, you put the water on the paper, you put the paint on the, the watery paper, and you watch what happens. And so there is a thought process, but then there's a lot of it that happens and it can feel... I think there's there is this typical progression of I like it. I think this looks good. And then, oh, no, it's not looking good. And oh, no, it's terrible. And then it's like, I'm terrible. Why did I think I could do this? And then, oh, maybe it is, you know. And so there's kind of this progression that I also have become more and more familiar with or uh, um, comfortable with that of just knowing that that is kind of a normal process that happens. And if I can be patient and kind with myself and not allow my inner critic to really just jump in and take over in those moments rip it up throw it away and say i'm a terrible artist but instead just where i can now comfort my 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 inner voice that brings up a lot of fear and yeah. and then just wait and be gentle and slow and kind and all Things that we talk about, Candace, that are a part of healing in this process. It's not a watercolors are not a fast way of painting. It's a, it, it, it is. There is a process that has to happen when you're working with the paint and the water and the flowing together of pigment and. I'm thinking of all these analogies. And then I
1: have another question for you, but I was listening and I I thought of during the pandemic, I had decided that I was going to start making sourdough bread. And I was truly amazed at following the steps and doing the process. I mean, you gotta wait, you know, several times for it to rise. You know, I was I had made bread before, but I was just gonna throw it into the bread machine and then (laughs) boom, Yeah. yeah, bread. There was something so beautiful about that. I I don't know. It started making me be curious about how fast I lived my life. Yeah. And so this is making me think of that. And, you know, you've shared a little bit about your what has happened for you. But I'm wondering, do you have a specific memory when you began doing this painting that you thought, wow, this is doing something in me or maybe a specific image. I just wondered if you could share maybe something more specific about a time that you were painting and you saw a shift or an awareness happen.
2: And I think there have been so many through the process. And I I think what you were even saying about making bread and having to wait and go slowly. And I think we we live in a culture where there's such a high value on producing something of value. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I heard an artist say, you know, we're not painting to put a picture on the wall of an art gallery. Yeah and what if we're just pa- painting for our enjoyment of the process and so that was really helpful for me to think about the outcome maybe isn't as important as the process mm-hmm. and to really begin to enjoy the process more as, as far as like what are the what are the things that i can do with this can i add more color here can i take more color away there and i think to come back to your question of a particular time i think I have Hi. something
1: I want to say really quick about that though. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. I'm uh-huh. I, I was laughing because I thought I don't think my husband would agree with you. He was just waiting for the outcome. He loves my sourdough bread. Yeah. Yeah. But but I want to say I have soaked in your paintings. I didn't go through the process. And even though they're not in an art gallery, just the few people that you've shared them with has, has been so beautiful to get to to witness and
2: and be with you in it. Yeah. Thank you. And your encouragement has meant so much to me through this whole process too. And that's the truth, right? That other people don't see the process that we went through. They do see the end product. And and I had to come to a point at at certain times where I decided I'm not going to show my art to people for a while because I was really needing a certain kind of affirmation. And if I got it, it made me feel so good. And if I didn't get it, it made me feel like, oh, I I can't do art. And and so I pulled back for a while from really showing my art because I needed to just be able to do the process and recognize that it was the process that I needed more than the affirmation from others. What you
1: just shared is gold. It, it truly is not, not just for people who are create, creating through painting. Yeah. There There's something that, I mean, what you just said is, is really about not being influenced by the opinion of others as you are becoming curious of, do I love to do this?
2: Yeah. And I think some of the ways that painting has changed my, my life, I will say is, I really see color so differently now. Like I feel like when I when I see something on TV, like I used to be in, very much engaged in the story, I would totally miss the background, right? <laughs> now I'll be, I'll, sometimes I'll just pause Pause it and I'll be like, wow, look at that sky. Or when we're out driving, I will notice the colors of the sky or the trees or in 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 a really very different way. I, I honestly believe I am seeing color differently. And I think a lot of that has come from swirling paint on the palette, literally. Well, and and we're so
1: what, what that means is it's not only helping you become self-aware. Like you are becoming aware of the beauty around
2: you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And and I think also like when people share something with me, I, I see it more in picture now than I ever did before. I could engage kind of more prefrontal cortex to prefrontal cortex more conceptually, or now I really love to when someone's painting a picture with their words. Seeing the picture. And I think you were asking about how, I don't remember your specific question, but about how art, I think when we are processing our stories of harm, for example, and Candace, you and I did a, a seminar a while back where we really brought in the use of how do I sketch out that scene or a, a, a little flash of that scene in stick figures. And I really think I might do a whole course on, I'm thinking about healing the mother wound through stick figure processes, because I think the mother wound goes so deep for a lot of us. And I think that it's easy really with a stick figure to portray facial expressions or yeah. body, a body stance or distance between the people in in the in the picture. And and I think even drawing stick figures is a form of art that I think is incredibly powerful.
1: I am about to explode with joy and tears. I have never heard you say that that's in your heart and I am going to say please. Please create that course. Yeah. Thanks. So many of us need that.
2: Yeah. I've been pondering it for a while and I, I just, um, I'm, I think that will be my next course. Yeah. (laughs) Mm,
1: So good. You know, I had asked if, if you have a moment that you would like to share where you experienced, becoming more aware or a shift by something that you painted. So I was thinking specifically, I know you brought to our story group, some images of memories that you had. And like, what was that like? What was that like for you when you were using the, the watercolors and then, wow, this image came up and then you painted it.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I think, and i am thinking specifically about one memory where and it was a time of deep harm for me and i sketched it out and it i think when we have experienced complex childhood trauma number one we we normalize severe harm we can actually normalize it in our own minds where we think it's not that big of a deal when i sketched out this particular picture I was shocked. I was shocked by my own sketch. I was, I, I wept many, many tears, just realizing how, and I will use the word horrible, how horrible this particular moment in, in my life was and how powerless and how small I was against brute force. That 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 came against me, and to, and to sketch it out and put it in a picture, and I shared that with you and with the pearls, and I remember all of us, me me too, were really impacted by that.
1: Oh yeah, I remember we we actually couldn't speak for a little bit. Yeah, we were all just very quiet for a bit, taking in taking in what it was like for that little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know you were going to share that one because, because you've painted a few in, in, in that way. But I, I had that one on my mind that made me stop me in my tracks and like, wow, and how beautiful it was that we got to be with you in that space. Painful. Yes. We, we all cried in different ways and different times because it, it, it wasn't that that started a process for you. And then you, you purposely said, I don't know how you said it, but I remember you saying, I'm going to be
2: with this grief. Yeah, which grief was so hard for me. And I think art, I think art has helped me with a lot of my emotions, really. I can't think of a time that I have wept while I have been painting, but, but painting watercolors in particular, I did a little bit of acrylics when I first started and then I shifted to watercolors. And I will say, and I and I love both styles. But I will say with watercolors, there is something that is very emotional about swirling paint and mixing colors for me. And and then applying that to the paper and just seeing the way that it moves. I can literally sit and swirl paint for a long time and not even put it on paper because there is something that is emotional about that and very moving. And I think that it has Awakened not Mm -hmm. only my creativity, but it has awakened my emotional awareness and my ability to express emotions in in some very, I I used to, you may remember this, Candace, when we met, I I did not cry. I could not cry. Oh, yeah. I thought you had all your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Yeah, I was just so blocked. And I think and I guess I'm not even sure how much art has been a part of that, because I know story, story group and community and love and acceptance and care and being seen and all those things have been a huge part. But I do believe that art has also been a part of a really releasing emotions in me and allowing me to feel them more deeply, even the recognition that for a long time when I painted, I had a very hard time putting dark colors in my paintings. Mm -hmm. I
1: remember that.
2: And then just realizing that light does not shine as brightly in a painting without the contrast of the darks and that the darks are what make a a painting really shine, really have a, a, a stark, bold statement. But it took me a long time. I just could not put the darks in. And now I'm getting much more comfortable with darks. I want to swing
1: back around to what you had talked about in the beginning. I know that, so we're on YouTube. We do this on YouTube, but then a lot of people just listen on the podcast app. So I want to go take this painting off my wall that you painted me one time, but not everybody could see it. Maybe I'm going to do it anyway. And if you want to see the painting, you're going to have to log on to YouTube.
2: come and check us out and at Processing Trauma Out Loud on YouTube. And Candace had sent me a picture. She had been on. Vac- oh, OK. This was. Yep. Yeah. This isn't the one that I thought you were going to show. Yes. I. And this was totally from my imagination. I I did this for your birthday, if I remember right. Yeah. It, it, to me, this—I what I love about this painting so much is that it portrays the tree being blown and battered, and on the side of the cliff. Then, after I completed it, and I and I had it was laying on my my table, and I glanced over it, and I was like, it looks just like the brain. And we talked so much about, especially back then, we were talking so much about the brain and the workings of the brain, and that just kind of emerged. That was not in my intention. When I painted it, it was really after I had painted it that I saw that that was there. Well, I will have to tell you, I you paint you've painted me a few. I have three paintings up there,
1: but I I started to feel spoiled, okay. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't have to do this. I can just let Cher do it for me, <laughs> except that. What you were talking about in the beginning, you were talking about the the top-down approach, which is more cognitive behavioral type therapy. And then you talked about the bottom- up approach, which is more somatic experiencing, body awareness, sensation awareness, and how both of those are useful for healing. But what we do know, and and I believe research is confirming this, please let me know if you find something different, that when it comes to the healing of complex childhood trauma, we've got to bring in some bottom up practices. Yeah. I have signed up for your course. I don't feel like I can draw a stick figure. Yeah, but I want to be able to see what will happen for me as I use watercolor. My yeah. dad, my dad was a painter. doesn't mean that I will be, yeah. but yeah, I'm just having some real curiosity of like, Oh, what's going to come up in me yeah. as I do this course. Yeah.
2: I love that. And that's what I, that's really what I expect. It's it's called Art and Healing Beginning Watercolors. And it's starting at the very beginning. So my intention really is for the person who has never painted before, who literally has to go buy their supplies because they don't have them. And, and then to begin at the very beginning of how do I wet my colors? How do I swirl paint? How do I apply it to paper? How do I mix? And, and just that slow, very slow, gentle approach that I, I really encourage people, don't don't do show and tell. Let this be for you in a space that is full of just love and tenderness, where you can explore and discover without hearing the voice of anybody else's affirmation yeah. or criticism. And, and, and to really then begin to tune into your body, to begin to tune into your own inner voice in ways that can just be life-changing. Yeah. Uh, yes. So good to get to talk to you today
1: about your art and healing course. I'm excited to start getting some feedback from that. And and I have no doubt it's going to just really bless a lot of people. Thank you for the time. And I'm going to even say tears that you allowed yourself to go through to discover this part of you that's creative. I want to, I'm kind of I'm getting emotional. I'm just so grateful that you've stepped
2: out and said, yes, Cher. Sure. Thanks. I'll just say for our listeners that if you're interested in purchasing the course, it was my intention to make it very affordable and it's available through either our website, ProcessingTraumaOutloud.com if you click on the about section, you'll see a link for art and healing or go to our Facebook page and you'll find be able to find a link there too. Yeah, I would love to have our listeners do the course, buy the course. This is a digital course. You buy it, you own it, you do it on your own time. Buy the course, do the course, and then please let us know how you experienced it. It would be so meaningful. Good to be with you today, Cher. You too, Candice. Love ya. Yep, love you too.
0: Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.